Hello and welcome back to another Fintech Focus TV with me, Toby Babb. Today, uh, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome back onto the show, Travis Schwab from Aventus. Travis, how are you? Toby, great. Wonderful to be back. Lovely to see you. Uh, less of you. You look fantastic. So I uh, really, <laughs> uh, really appreciate the time today. It's been too long since having you back on the show. It's probably, we were just talking beforehand. It's been about a year since uh, we last had Aventus on. And what a year it's been for you guys. I mean, really out the press. Loads and loads. Seven of stuff years. Seven years in Aventus years packed within each year. <laughs> I think we, we live dog years at Aventus. Aventus dog uh, years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, and, and it's a phenomenal story. We'll get on to all of that soon. Just give every, for, the, for those of you who, uh, who haven't watched it for the last year, the viewership has grown over that period. So there'll be loads of people who are stumbling into uh, to Travis and Aventus for the first time. Travis, give us a, a brief overview of uh, Aventus Systems and what you guys are doing. Yeah, no, appreciate that. Uh, so we're we're a regtech software company, uh, Toby. Uh, we we consider ourselves headquartered globally, so we're all over the planet. We've been distributed since we started. We provide you know fin risk apps for capital markets firms, and so primarily within the trade surveillance space, market risk, AML, and kind of algo monitoring space. And so we do this across asset classes across the globe for you know about 75 clients uh, ranging from exchanges to proprietary trading firms to banks to buy sides and and brokers and so continuing to uh, to grow and expand as quickly as as feasible and in, intelligently as possible well it seems to be working a treat for you at the moment because as I said before it's uh, it's been really a week where Aventus haven't been in the press for some sort of uh, good reason or or other over that sort of period you know when we first spoke a year or so ago, it, we were talking about the rapid growth of the business. We've been talking about scale. We've been talking about you moving through COVID and bringing people in all around the world who you hadn't had the chance to meet before. And, and it was a stunning story of sort of um, rapid growth through a really difficult time in a marketplace that had been you know, in, in high, high demand. Since then, you know, where to start? We've had £30 million worth of Series B funding. We've had uh, numerous different partnerships that have, uh, have been growing. You've been seeing significant growth there over here in the EMEA with some senior hires and everything like that. Tell, tell us a little bit about the last year. Yeah, no, lovely. And just, you know, mild correction, not pounds, but dollars. So we Dollars, uh, yeah, dollars, yeah, pounds, I'll take that. Pounds would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should do that on the next round. But no, this was uh, $30 million on our Series B. So yeah, that really was obviously a signature event for us. We had done a, a Series A in kind of February, really at the beginning of, of the pandemic in February of, of 2020. And the idea was to kind of, again, put our heads down. We were a, a small, very scrappy software company at the beginning of that process. We did our A with the idea to kind of put our heads down for two years and to, to scale. We kind of come up for air after a year and, and things were tracking exactly uh, the way we wanted to. So we accelerated the B. And the, the idea, again, is to keep growing this entity as it relates to what our clients and and are demanding from us and so really did the the be opportunistically not because we were needing to do it so a very nice opportunity for us to um work with exactly the kind of partners that we wanted to, to work with as we continue to to grow this business globally across really all all measures of of the business and so that was the the signature Bit we closed that uh, a couple months ago. Uh, Santana Growth was our lead, wonderful fintech investor, regtech investor uh, out of New York. 
DRW Investments was a, a big per, a participant uh, in that uh, round as well, along with our existing Series A investors. Really, we had wonderful participation uh, across the board. And the idea was take that money in, again, put our heads down and scale this, this company up to where uh, we can continue to supply our existing clients uh, and, and grow, grow our spaces really across uh, across the board, across the globe. And um, that, you know, really starts with people. You cannot scale unless you have the right talent to do so. And so that, that is outside of the B that has occupied really the bulk of my time is making sure we have the team um, that has, has been there, done that. And, you know, also taking into account all of the things that we're trying to do from a company standpoint across the globe, across these, these different uh, tactical areas and, and apps. And so um, that really continues to occupy my time as we, as we grow, as we build out our, you know, equivalent go-to-market strategy and people acquisition as we do in client acquisition. And that investment, we just had our, our global head of talent acquisition start today. Actually, it's a, a banner day and we're really investing in the people acquisition because there's a war on talent globally. And, and, and for us, we want to continue this culture that we've built out over the last seven-ish years. And it's uh, making sure that when they get here, they're excited to be here. We run a very transparent organization. They can come up to speed as quickly as possible. And we can take in all of that great information that they've, they've acquired over their histories and, and put it into our company. And so that's, we spend a lot of time trying to figure that out. And we're not, you know, it's a messy, bloody affair that, you know, it's, we're trying to do so much so quickly and uh, for us to be, you know, get better at it, not make the same mistakes twice and to, to get, you know, optimal at our decision-making uh, really occupies the, the bulk of my time right now. And you've been making some pretty high profile and, and, and good hires across the, uh, across the globe as well. Talk to us a little bit about that. So this is, this has just been a strategy to uh, go out and find and acquire some, you know, some people from, you know, the very best of the best in the industry from what I've been seeing. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's, it's part of this, you know, maturation that every company goes through. We're not unique in how we do it, but we've run a very flat organization for a long time, um, which is, I think, uh, you know, we can move very quickly, but it, it also is, there's a lot of people doing tactical block and tackling things. And we also, for us to keep hitting our goals going forward, we need, do need people to, to be able to think strategically and they haven't had the resources to be able to do that up until recently. And so for us, that, you know, organizational design, making sure that we are putting people in the right spots, that they have demonstrable ways to, you know, products and, and things to deliver, uh, and then to be able to scale that is really important. So from, you know, we've really done this across the board. One of the, you know, the key hires that we've been making, Ollie Cadman, uh, who's a, you know, veteran from the industry. He's our chief product officer. For us, product has really become not a religion, but really getting into becoming a much stronger product organization, we think is really just going to benefit uh, the clients that much better. And so Ollie's really been with us less, I think, than two months now, but we've, we've put a ton on him. Already. Making waves in a, in a wonderful way. And so, yeah, and that, that really is also just part of our commitment to, uh, you know, Europe and, and that Middle, East, Middle Eastern area. We have, a, you know, a, a decent uh, footprint in APAC or the, that region for the last couple of years, at least a couple of years. 
But uh, EMEA, we, you know, over the last year, we've really been trying to plant our flag and build out our infrastructure and people and resources and everything else, even though we've had clients there for, for a number of years. And so that's a really, really great opportunity for us to, to grow our, our capabilities there to be able to support our existing clients and then obviously try to grow that. So um, we're really looking across the organization at our, our various areas to, to bring in the best. And, and you know, Ollie is a good example of that. So look, you, you mentioned the war on talent there, and, and uh, this, is, this, this may well be news to you, but on uh, Monday the 29th uh, of November, which will just be before this is this is released, you will be announced as one of the top 1% workplaces in the Financial Technologist magazine, I'm pleased to say. That's um, wonderful. That's, that's, <laughs> and, uh, that's great news. So another bit of, uh, of, of uh, a press for you to uh, to be trumpeting about over the next couple of weeks. But look, that's yeah. a really important aspect, isn't it? It takes a great workplace to, you know, to, to, to attract the best talent in it. And you guys have been really, really attentive to that in a very, very fast phase, uh, phase of growth. Talk to us about some of the things you guys have done well to, to make it a great place to work. Yeah, we, we really try... And it, it really starts with the team here and then, you know, the people that they're trying to recruit into this organization. Everyone has a, a roll up their sleeves mentality, get to work. We, and, and, it, and it becomes the fact that we, we, we are very transparent when we, when we talk to people about this process that you're going to work very hard here, but you have an immediate impact. There is, you know, you, we want you to come in here and change things for the better and we try to put that into play and, mm. and we run very transparently. And so the same board deck that I give to the board on a quarterly basis, you know, I provide to the team on an all hands meeting a couple of weeks after, obviously outside of uh, confidential information, but there is zero difference in the type of information being passed along all the constituencies within our organization, which I think is really empowering. And so that's, that's what we are trying to do is everyone that we hire are owners. And, and, that's, and it's not just, oh, you have options, but you're, you, I want you to act like an owner, make decisions quickly. It's okay to make mistakes. I, 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 just, I try to make less mistakes than I do right decisions every day, but everyone makes mistakes and we're trying to, to empower people to make decisions. And that's one of the things I'm really focused on within this company is making sure we don't have 50,000 meetings every week and there's no decisions being made is we, we need to give people the context to run quickly and as intelligently as they can and make decisions and, and go forward. It's an art that we're not great at. We're still iterating on it. We will always iterate on it, but that's, we're trying to bring in a whole bunch of talented people to, to help us get to that process uh, every day. And so that's, that's how I think about things. I think that resonates really well. We've been distributed since we've started this company. And so I think that also resonates really well. We've, we've enabled all ourselves to, to work distributedly from the entire life cycle of our clients and support and, and everything else. And so that I think is, has served us. Luckily, it's not, it wasn't some prescient thought on my part to, hey, let's make sure we avoid a pandemic issue. It, it's disruptive. That was just... <laughs> How can we save money on rent going forward? And and the tools <laughs> so were there, right? Yeah. Right, and and so the tools were just being adopted at the time, and so it's worked out all right. And so I think that is now a a USP for us as compared to maybe some other companies that are trying to pull people back into the offices. That being yeah. said, you know, I was just in London last week, and it's awesome to be able to sit down with your team, break bread, 
talk into the same room and have that. And so if we can, you know, find a way to bridge, bridge that gap, reach out and touch someone when you can go out and, and visit people when everything and, and is safe and you feel comfortable, do it, we will. But I think that distributed nature of the world that we live in is, is really helped us going forward 100%, 100%. And i think there's so many things you say there about sort of working around people that the features of the of the companies who are listed in that magazine you look at communication and transparency and trust that's built up from leadership through to the team that's important you talk about the quality of people that are around you you know it's been critically important there's so many things there you've talked there about autonomy and being able to add to the purpose of the organization which which are there there's themes there which you you, you talk about that really to me are, are quite easily said but rarely implemented um, and that sort of common sense approach to how you're doing things is, is probably testament to the growth that you've seen across the business. I also want to talk about the, the, uh, the crypto crusade you're on because you're doing some really interesting stuff, which is another feature of a great workplace for me. Companies there that are doing things that are changing the game a little bit and you know, doing work that's really interesting, really cool and, and, and got some noise to it. Crypto is, is a space where we're, uh, where we're seeing you know, massive noise at the moment. It's been the sort of mot de jour of, uh, of 2021. I, I don't see that stopping in, uh, in 2022. If anything, you know, the digital asset space is only going to go even more ballistic, I would, I would suggest, over the next 12 months. Tell us about how events have, and, and you guys have managed to be at the centre of all of that. Yeah, for us, it's just a critical asset class that is continuing to evolve. And it's, it's such a unique opportunity and time that we live in that you see a market structure evolve before your eyes. And we, we, we don't see that very often. And it's evolving you know, I think faster than Moore's law in a, in a, in a lot of ways. It's just the pace at which this uh, asset class evolves is, is really unprecedented and, and wonderful to be a part. And we, we're trying to not just participate, but actually guide that evolve, uh, you know, that evolutionary process. And so for us, we've been in cryptos and the digital asset space for going on four years. And it started with, you know, one of the largest you know, crypto exchanges on the planet uh, in Coinbase. And they did a, a blog about using us uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually talking about how they use us for their, their trade surveillance. And that really was the, you know, one, the client number one. And we've really created a, a wonderful base of clients in that space now across the, the planet. And that that is a critical part of the ecosystem that, you know, with, within the exchanges and the different brokers in that space. And there's new participants all the time that we are really engaging with at all levels, you know, from regulators to exchanges to proprietary trading firms to new brokers, new uh, intermediaries. Uh, we think we can we can be helpful to each one of those participants as they find their way in this ecosystem. And there hopefully is some regulatory clarity, which today there isn't really, uh, really across mm. the planet. There is you know, points of guidance that you can pull from and that, that we really try to, we have a, a big regulatory affairs group that we've been investing in for the past uh, several years. And we're really trying to take all of that, you know, these, these tidbits of guidance that we're getting, especially within the crypto space and trying to help inform then how our clients should think about the systems, the processes, the procedures that they need to be thinking about and considering. Because there is a there is an aspect of interpretation in this space and it's and how we inform the software, how we help install the software, how, how we help tune the software is really informed by that interpretation. And so we're really trying to capture all of these pieces of information as we help these firms navigate a, a fairly fluid space now. Mm. And so, 
you know, one of the ways that we're trying to do that is partner up with the best of the best. And we just announced last week a, a partnership we call Project 10, which would be a, a part of this crusade that we're on. And, you know, we're partnering up with firms like TRM Labs and Nota Bene to really provide a unique platform that gives clients, potential prospects, you know, one place, one platform to handle all of their compliance and surveillance needs. And, you know, it really is trying to pull in all these different data sets, all these great vendors that we've worked with to bring a simplified way of, of looking at their risks because they're moving and shifting. And so they're, our clients are uneasy about it. We keep trying to, you know, pull in information all over the world, but it is a, it's a dynamic, easily one of the most dynamic asset classes that we've, we've come across. Uh, in addition to other ones that we have, we, you know, there's a lot of exciting things happening in fixed income now. We're just, you know, finding, you know, the little uh, signs happening in FX of a different kind of shifting market structure as well. So it's not just the crypto place that's moving quickly, but even some of the traditional asset classes that uh, are monster are starting to shift to a little bit different of a market structure where we think we're, we're well positioned to do so. Uh, yeah, there's a really, lot to do. It's a really interesting world, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly you're exactly right. And this, this, you know, with it creates so many different opportunities. And we're seeing so many different shifts and and, uh, and people who are specializing in various different areas. I think what you guys have done really, really well, and we, you know, this goes back to the the show we did, the debate show with yourself and uh, Oliver over at uh, Voxmart and, um, and and Brian Hunt over at Cloud9. Right. That's right. sort of, uh, you know, the focus there probably, you know, ahead of time. And I think that, you know, that collaboration has sped up even more so, was talking about the sort of opportunities there are to collaborate and to uh, form partnerships that can give people uh, in the space you know, far better service. You guys have been at real, the real forefront of the thinking around that and really excelled by bringing in people and making sure that the end users there are, is, is able to seamlessly onboard and bring in the right sort of systems to allow them to have the best sort of play for, the, you know, for their business. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts there. Yeah, it's such a challenge for our clients, depending on the, the size of the, you know, the, basically this, the onboarding process goes, is more difficult the larger the client gets really. And, for a variety of reasons, they have challenges. Our, our prospects or clients have challenges onboarding new vendors. And so whether it's they have you know a bunch of existing tech that is has a lot of process and infrastructure around it and investment or regulatory requirements about onboarding new, new vendors or, or whatever that is, there's just been a ton of challenges about onboarding. And we've thought about this for years now, especially as a smaller vendor and, and entrance into the, the marketplace, how do you help our firms? How do you help our clients bring us in when we have, you know, what we would say is a, a better solution and, and, and able to prove that? And that's, we've worked, we've had interesting partnerships with firms like Voxmart and, and you know, Cloud9, where we're trying to run off the same paper, for instance, or the master services agreement to where, they can find the benefits of working with multiple vendors who are great in their respective spaces without having to onboard that many more vendors. And so we've done that with, with firms like Voxmart and Cloud9. We're doing that the same with our Project 10 effort with TRM and Nota Bene, that if a firm is a client of, of TRM, they don't have to repaper with us. They don't have to do any of those other actions. We will make sure that we can conform to their paper there and we're you know a, a schedule on the back of that and to so we're really trying to eradicate or remove those friction points from a 
onboarding standpoint to where clients can you know view us as are we a better solution for their needs today can and then let's remove that friction of the onboarding and just look at the uh, unique selling uh, proposition we're partnering up with some other big infrastructure providers that hopefully we'll be able to announce uh, fairly soon to do the same thing that you know people there's big you know kind of fintech regtech infrastructure providers in the space they've they've worked with you know large uh, organizations and are hosting that infrastructure. So if we can, you know, run off that master services agreement, host that uh, our product within that infrastructure, that really should alleviate a lot of challenges. And then we're talking about these nice, clean integrations between these platforms to where you're getting the best of all of these experts in their various uh, applications and not having to worry about, um, you know, finding some holistic one size fits all. Uh, for everything, and because we really think it's hard to do these problems well. And so pick mm-hmm. your space, trade surveillance, money laundering, transaction, you know, whatever, e-coms surveillance. These are hard problems to do really well individually, let alone trying to do it across everything, all these yeah. various areas. And so when we can smooth out, remove that friction between vendors, and you can pull out the best of, of each of those into a single platform, we think that's the best result for the client. And that seems like it's resonating in our engagements with our end clients. And so we hope you know, to continue to get better at this. It's not easy. You know, we're trying to lever each other's sales forces. We're trying to do all sorts of different things. And you know, I think it's kind of a new model to work from and to keep everyone really motivated at the same pace because they have their own product that they're trying to, to get done. But then yeah. you really want to try to keep everyone aligned where we can. And it takes a lot of work, uh, care and feeding, but we think that's that's kind of uh, the model that's resonating really well and the, the model going forward. When it comes down to that, that sort of central tenement, doesn't it, of making sure that, that uh, your customers have got the, the product and the system that they want to, to excel with. And, and I think you guys have always been good at doing that. I'd love to talk about this. This is one of those these sort of subjects that we can spend hours and hours on. I know you're on the clock today, which is part of the uh, the growth of the business and what's happening with with everything at the moment. So we've got a bite size Travis for us to uh, Travis for us today. But what's that, what's that bite itself has been absolutely packed with brilliant stuff again. As always, it's always an absolute pleasure having you in the show. And Travis, it's brilliant to hear how everything's going. If people want to find out a little bit more about you, if there's partners out there who think actually we could utilize some of the things there that uh, you've spoken about, there's clients there who are saying this is a problem I need to look at, you know, digital exchanges who are are there and and chomping at the bit for this sort of solution. What's the best way of them doing it and and who should be in touch with you at the moment? Yeah, no, I really appreciate that, uh, Toby. Eventusystems.com. You can obviously go to the website, info at Eventusystems. Uh, you can send us an email. We're happy to uh, happy to, to say hello and, 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 and say, you know, try to help you with your needs. So we're really excited about this space, really excited about the content you guys uh, continue to, to create. Really appreciate uh, the time uh, as well to, to be on the show. Always a pleasure. Travis, thanks so much for coming on and thank you all for watching. We will see you very soon on another episode of Fintech Focus TV. Thanks a lot. 